Um, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Amuyiwa from NigeriaGunners.com. Welcome to this episode of the Gunner Podcast. Um, on this, uh, well, it's been a while. It's been a while since um, we recorded something like this, and um, it's great to be back once again. So, um, joining me on this um, podcast this afternoon are two um, lovely Arsenal fans, and um, I'm happy they are joining. This is actually their first time on the podcast. Um, Manuel Mwachoku, good, good afternoon, Emma. Good afternoon, Muiwa. How are you doing? Well, I'm good. I'm good. And uh, how are you and the family? Well, we're keeping safe. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, Faithfulness is also on the podcast um, this afternoon. Faithfulness, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Muiwa. How are you doing? Well, I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys um, coping with um, the coronavirus pandemic? I hope you guys are keeping yeah. safe. Yeah, we are social distancing. We are fine. Ima, how has it been um, coping with um, with COVID? I know it's not been easy everywhere. It's it's. I don't know. I think I, I'm lost for words to mm. use to describe it. Mm. I've never. So I, I I've read about the Spanish, Spanish influenza, mm. but now I'm seeing it live. I've never in my life have I been confined to a particular spot for. A month now, mm. and make it worse. Not willing to leave that space. Mm. Now I am in voluntary voluntary incarceration. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if 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 anyone had told you you'd be at home for quite a long time, you would have said, "God forbid!" Right? <laughs> I would have laughed at the person. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's 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 one of those things, and um, every everybody is affected, really. Um, everybody and and. Like like some of my friends would say, they would say um, the COVID nineteen is is a level. Like doesn't know whether you are rich or you you're poor. As long as as long as you're careless, you get infected. Well, um, it's it's good to have you guys join me on the podcast this afternoon. Thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, well, like we like we've um, like we all know, football has also been affected by the coronavirus pandemic and. Um, this is something that actually gives us joy and even at this point it is something that we can't uh, do at the moment um, football all over the world has, has, has come to a halt since I think March 12 or so and um, our, our darling football club Arsenal is not um, is not left behind but um, before we talk about um, um, COVID-19 and its effect on football let's um, quickly look at Arsenal uh, uh, um, before COVID-19 struck um, faithfulness, I'm going to um, direct this to you. What are, what okay. what um, what is your assessment of Arsenal before pre-COVID-19? Your as- assessment of Arsenal pre-COVID-19? Yeah, I think pre-COVID-19 we're trying to find our foot under a tether. Mm. You get. Mm. We're trying to you know see what we can make out of this season because at the end of the Emery rain, rain, everybody was like, you know what, this season is done and dusted. We're going to look up to Europa. And as God will have it for us, unfortunately, <laughs> we, <laughs> we were flogged out of Europa too. So I think we were just trying to gain our feet under our theater. Like we're looking at long term now. You get, like it's no longer like the short term solution. We're looking at long term. In the long run, what can act- Asna actually make of themselves mm. you get basically that is that is it for me uh, uh, Emma. Yeah, yeah your assessment of us now pre-covid um i, I think um Sessoness captured it uh, very well um we we were i think the the whole 
upheaval with Unai um, Emery and the not here nor there midterm uh, job did by Leonberg left us in like as if we were lost in the sea mm. <laughs> and then Adeta came in and instantly we could see that um, there were signs of, uh, of the team trying to go back to the very very basic of football and start building uh, mm. they start crawling again mm. start working mm. um, I, 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 I honestly as an Arsenal fan as an Arsenal fan I feel I feel devastated by, by this COVID virus I felt that we we were trying to to build up something. I, I had no expectations for the season. My expectations for the season were gone, mm. totally gone. I, mm. I cancelled the season. <laughs> but I, I was I was loving the baby steps we were making. Mm. And my fear is that after all this month and everything, we will be able not... to start from where we stopped. Mm. Or are we going to go back again to, to the, the very busy But um, like, like faithfulness said, pre-COVID, we were making baby steps that, that look appreciable. And we can only hope that when all of this is over, you can continue with All right. Um, uh, Ima, I'm still going to ask you. Um, Una Emery um, joined us now immediately after um, Asen Wenger took over. And, um, you know, having spent um, 22 years at the club, anyone taking over from Asen Wenger is not, um, is not having, um, is not going to have it easy, really. Now, um, uh, the first season looked like um, we we're, were doing well, and all of a sudden everything went downhill. We lost um, the Europa League final. So I want to ask you, where did Unai Emery get it wrong? Where did it get it wrong? You know, after going on a 22-game unbeaten run, and then it looked like the only way would be up, and all of a sudden everything went, everything went bust. Where did? How did he get it wrong? Where did he get it wrong? Uh, okay, so first and foremost, uh, I because this might be a little bit um, hard on Unai, so I need to first give him credit for the things he did right. <laughs> um, he, he manages table and, and this is this is the one thing that for most of Unai's um, critics mm. they fail to appreciate the fact that no matter who took over Arsenal, it wasn't going to be an easy route. He, he, Pep Guardiola, name any of the managers you think would have taken over Arsenal, it wasn't going to be easy right. It wasn't going to be easy taking over a man who had his his imprint in every every sector of, of the club. Probably aside the ownership of the club, mm. you could see and smell Venga's DNA everywhere around. Yeah, you're, you're it, right. It was it was definitely and swimming against the tide for anybody to take over the job. Mm. Uh, that, that that said, we also need to give credit to Onai for staying the ship mm-hmm. um, the, the first year. What do I think he? What are the things I think he did wrong? First and foremost, I I. I I don't know if I'll be fair on Unai to say he had he had inferiority complex. Okay. I don't know if I'll be fair on him to say, but it, it, I, I saw all that sign. There wasn't. You, you are the manager. You are the manager. Mm. And you, you don't have to scream that you are the manager for everybody to say you are the manager. Mm. I expected to see a manager create an identity. Now, do you want to continue on? From where we're stop and improve on it, or did you want to create your own identity for yourself? I saw neither A nor B. Mm. Um, constantly, all through the first season, even when we had 20, 20, the 22 game, okay, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, 22. A, a couple of us were saying something that it was difficult to figure out what exactly he wanted to do with the team. There was a whole lot of chopping and changing and yeah. here and there. 
So it looked like we were stumbling on success. Mm. Mm. But, you know, when things are going right, it is difficult. You, you are in the euphoria of the things going right, and you don't tend to see. Um, if, if you tend to mention things that are not going right, people hit at you as a hater. Mm. But it was there. Mm. The, the signs were there. Mm. And the moment the chopping and this thing didn't work again, everything fell apart. Mm. Mm. Everything fell apart. So I think the biggest challenge was that there was no, there was no clear identity. And it wasn't... Had when the, some players either directly said or I look at the fact that they didn't know what the manager wanted them to do. You could see it in the way they played. That many times when they playing, they didn't look like they had a clear understanding of what exactly they were supposed to do. Mm. So mm. there was the limit to which their football talent could take them. Mm. The lack of clarity as to what they were supposed to do found out the team. So the biggest thing was there was no clarity of, or there was no identity, there was no clarity of play, there was no flow of thoughts mm, mm. from the manager to the team and from the team back to the manager. And secondly, there were way too many battles between manager and players, way too many mm. for, for the health of the team. My management was absolutely poor, absolutely poor. I, I agree, and, I agree. And... A team that was in crisis, a team that had crisis of confidence, a team that lacked communication, now had terrible man management. It, it was all a perfect recipe for a bowl of disaster. And <laughs> it, it happened. The, the team fell apart so badly. It was so bad, so bad, that we needed three points. Yeah, to make it to the games. Champions League, yes. yes. Three points from eight games against teams in the second half of the table. <laughs> mm. And, and, we, and we couldn't get it. Mm. And we couldn't get it. So it, it's, the team fell apart fantastically, so badly. <laughs> the, the captain wanted to leave. The mm. most expensive player wanted to leave. Mm. Um, it, it, was, it was chaotic. It was neither here nor there. Mm. And to, to buttress that point, you know, Adeta does not have any magical wand. But you could tell that the two things Adeta has done since coming in is the man management. Mm. The, the, that ability to reach out to the player and communicate, bond with the players. Mm-hmm. So you can tell that there are a couple of players he does not want in the team. It's, it's not rocket science, you can see it. But he is not flaunting it on their faces. I have to work with you until I can replace you. So while I have to work with you, I've got to make you feel so good so you can implement what I want. And it, I don't think there's anybody even the harshest of attack critic who saw first, second, third game and could not tell exactly the way he wanted to play. Mm. So even for us who are, not, who are not footballers, who are not football managers, who just watch the game, we could tell from our living rooms that this is how this manager wants to play. Mm. Now, so if I can tell from Lagos, Nigeria here, then there is a high possibility that the Obama Youngs, the Lacazettes, the Lewis and the rest of them can understand how the manager wants to play. Mm. Now I can judge a manager by saying this way you want to play can work or cannot work. Mm. With Emre, it was difficult to say because you don't even know what you were judging. Mm. All right. Um. Thank you. Um. Faithfulness. Um. You. Yeah. You. 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 You have um, one or two things to add to what Imar said. I think he has said a lot of things, and I totally agree with the the fact of the man management and the likes. I think one thing that. Emery made it look like, he made it look like it was 
Emery versus Arsenal. Mm. She get my point. Mm. Like he didn't make it like he was Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, that's how he looked at as a point. Yeah. At, the po- at the point, it looked like it was Emery versus Arsenal. Like Emery is not even part of the Arsenal. Like he wanted us to see every every single bad thing about Arsenal. You get like so when we were talking about the man management aspect and the likes, it was true. Number two thing was that he wasn't. Will I say flexible per se? Because when you see that you are doing something and this thing isn't working. You try a new system, you get. Mm. I think Emery never got to figure out what was the strength of his team. Yeah. Like, even we that were watching from afar, we're like, okay, why is this guy so conservative? Why is he so, like, you get? We're always saying that. But it was as if he wasn't saying it. Like, he was being too careful with the Arsenal side. You're not getting results with a particular strategy. And you have change. nothing to lose. Mm. Try something to get. Be flexible. But I, I said, you get, so my initial point is that, to him, it was Emery versus Arsenal. So if Emery doesn't work out, like if what he's doing doesn't work out, we died there. That's how it was for him. Mm. So I believe that was why Emery really, really didn't make it too, too far, too well with Arsenal. Well, um, it, 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 it was a good thing that um, he, he was the one appointed because um, if it was to be, if, it, if the person that um, comes in after Arsenal was to be uh, an untested coach, the 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 buck would, would have um, fallen at the at, at the feet of um, the the guys in charge of the club, and um, well, <laughs> like 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 you both have said, it um, he, he he had the opportunity to create something big with this club, and um, and he fluffed it totally. Well, I'm yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not sorry that um, that is no longer in the job today because he, he brought it on himself <laughs> really. No no for, for for real he brought it on himself. Um, well, let's um, leave Emery. And let's um, go straight to um, appointment of uh, Mikel Arteta. We saw what Mikel Arteta has um, done in the little time he has joined us now. Um, we're not there yet, but at least we could see um, we could see what he wants to achieve with this team. We, we could see the um, the style of play and, and um, all other things like that. So I want to ask you, faithfulness, what has impressed you so far about Arteta's um, Arteta's Arsenal? What has impressed you about Arteta and the team since they took over? I think first of all, like Emmanuel said earlier, his man management has been has been like say top notch. Because coming in he already had he already had this philosophy in mind that mm. he was going to work with them as a team. It was Ateta and Arsenal. You get it was not Ateta versus Arsenal. He was not ready to be too like he was going to be firm. But he was also he's ready to listen to these players, listen to their opinion, listen to their feedback. And I think that is important for like a team like Arsenal, where there are like like say big players in Arsenal in quotes. They need to listen to them, listen to okay, do you know what? This is my strength, these are my weaknesses. And if you see, he's trying to make the team gel. Like you understand, like we're, we're, we're getting to playing sweet football again. Mm. Like you can see, like we're, we're being able to work on the midfield, stringing those passes. Even the Zaka, like the Zaka um, fiasco and whatever, you can see that when Zaka came back into the team, Zaka started playing. You get, he get Ozil's confidence too, skyrocketed. He started playing Ozil again and stuff like that. So I feel like Ateta has a plan, and long term. Long term, we're going to see exactly what he has in mind. Right. Basically, Emma, um, what has impressed you? Uh, and uh, I think Fifness has, has captured it um, very well. The, the first thing that, uh, and this is this is this is interesting. Um, so I'll, I'll put a little bit of context before I proceed to the answer. 
there was a time the conversation was always going on on, on social media about how to rate a manager. Mm. And for many people, they say it is the number of trophies. Mm. And I say first things first, football for me, football is is an entertainment. So I, I need to I need to be able to sit down. I love to watch football alone, away from the crowd, away from people. Mm-hmm. So I need to be able to sit down in the first 15, 20 minutes and then tell this is how you set up. This is how you want to play. I like to play play the coach sitting from in front of my TV. <laughs> like the very the very so, so for me it was a huge plus. The very first game at that time was the manager. It didn't take me forty five weeks to say, oh this is what he wants to do. This is how he wants to play. Mm. So it was easy for me to say why Jaka is very, very important to him. Why a lose is very, very important to him. Exactly. It was easy for me to see it was easy for me to see what he was trying to do with Saka. It's yeah. easy for me to see why he dropped Lacazette and brought in um, Guendouzi. It was mm-hmm. easy for me to see why he, at some point, preferred Nelson to Pepe. Pepe. So yeah. it, I could I could pick out this. It was easy for me. I, I interestingly I predicted some Arsenal fans that Torreira will be dropped for Sebaos. I predicted about three games before it happened because sure. immediately. I, I could see Simon between what he was trying to do and what Pep is doing at Man City. So I could tell that he wasn't going to play with two defensive midfielders. Mm. He was going to play with a one more attacking-minded midfielder. And mm. it wasn't hard for him to drop. So, no, it, it helps you to... So I could flow with Ateta. I could, and you, you see that even the fans in the stadium very quickly got behind him because you could see the thought flow. You could see... So even when we were playing lots of draws... The fans weren't frustrated. Mm. They were only frustrated that, no, we should be winning. We're doing well enough to win. Okay, this win will come. This win will come. You could see that we were getting things right, only dropping some silly, silly chances here and there. And as time went on, we were beginning to correct those mistakes. Mm. Who would have believed that the same defense line Mm. that we never rightly said were uncoachable? Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, Now, Everybody, everybody in football, football, totally wrote off the entire Spanish defense. Mm. Everybody wrote it off, and rightly so. But suddenly, the same defense seems to know how to keep clean sheets in games. And we no longer now watch, probably on Sikona, we didn't have that same panic attack. There were times when we went to games, and from the first whistle, we were giving up to okay, whatever happens. Okay. <laughs> now we go into games expecting to win games. <laughs> we go into games again. Two times we had played with a man down, and we didn't look like we had a man down. True. Yeah. Against Crystal Palace, we were gutted we didn't win with a man down. We should have won that game with a man down. Yeah. Against Chelsea, Chelsea. we yeah. made Chelsea look so ordinary with a man advantage at Stamford Bridge. So, it, so it, it tells you that the first thing he has done is that he has connected with the players. And Luis said it repeatedly. He has been able to sell his idea to the player. This is what I want to do. This is how I see you. This is where I see you. He has connected with them. Now, a lot of these players he played with as teammates or as rivals. Yeah. But they now respect him as a manager. Mm. And he respects them. He respects them as a professional colleague, mm. you could see that relationship is there. Mm. You know, he has also communicated that this is how I want to play. Mm. Mm. And mm. thirdly, he has also shown that, listen, guys, we could be age mate, we can be on the same age group, mm. but you mess up, I deal with you. Yeah. And <laughs> the fact that he has been able to deal with these players and there's no bad blood. 
He has dropped yeah. Lacazette from games. Yes. And Lacazette is not throwing tantrums. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Lacazette can see that I'm not doing something right. Yes. He has dropped uh, uh, now totally from the team, and there's no tantrum. Nobody's complaining because everybody clearly can see this is why they dropped you. Mm. You can't be indisciplined in this team. Mm. Do you understand? So he has dropped. He has taken out Ozil from games, and nobody has complained. Mm. Mm. Nobody has complained. Mm. Marcinelli has dropped from game. Mm. Who would have believed that Marcinelli would drop from the team and Arsenal fans are not complaining? Mm. <laughs> so, it, it is a thing about proper man management, able to communicate what you want. And then, even when the doors are not coming your way, people can see. And then they will fall in line. Mm. We Nobody is expecting Arsenal to compete for even top four now. Nobody is expecting it. Yes. Nobody is expecting it. Nobody is expecting it. Mm. But what we want to see is that we have a semblance of a team we can connect with. Mm. And then we yeah. see how we go week after week and get back to where we know we belong. Yeah, uh, well, I, I I think I can relate with what um, what what both of you have said. Uh, we we might not be there yet, but um, at least we could see we could see that um, the signs are, are there that the team is going to um, is going to bounce back. You you have an idea of what the coach is trying to do. It is very obvious for everybody to see. Um, uh, let me quickly um, read a start of uh, Mikel's um, start as um, as Namanga. He has played. Um, he has uh, he has taken charge of ten games in the Premier League at Arsenal and he has won five, he has lost one and drawn four. Now this might not be um, a fantastic um, record per se but if you look at where we are coming from I think both of us, um, the three of us can agree that this is this is a good record, um, this is a good record for a rookie manager that is taking charge of his, um, of the, of, um, that is taking charge of oh, Arsenal. Cool. Asna, that's uh, yeah. yes. This is this is his first uh, job as, as as a football coach. Now, uh, moving forward, um, let's uh, let me quickly ask, ask you guys in um, in one word. Um, before COVID nineteen struck, who has been your standout player for the season? Um, faithfulness. Yeah, for me, I think and I sound a little bit you know cheesy, but I think Saka has to be because I didn't expect Saka you know to like block this this like this mad like to be honest after seeing the injury to Kolasinac and Tierney I was really disturbed about that left back position I think Saka has, has stepped up with 10 with 10 assists and 3 goals this season I would say Bukayo Saka for me has to be like that standout player Ima absolutely um, it, it, it has to be it has to be Saka mm. I, I like like I it, I, I have a problem with people who make excuses for Niles mm. and say he's, he's, not, he's not a defender. And I say, you've, you've done this makeshift for two years. Yes, yes. And after two years, You're still... You, still can't, you still can't stake a claim. Then what, what is wrong with you? Mm. Saka, Saka moved from being a winger, to a yep. winger who, can, who, couldn't, who couldn't stake a first team claim as a winger, who was easily pushed off in the wings. He was lily, lily, was shaky in the wings mm. to becoming a left fullback mm. that looked like he was born to be a left fullback. Mm. <laughs> so mm. The, mm. the thing is, the thing is, I he may not be there in terms of finesse, mm. in terms of yeah. quality. Yeah. But the fact that he has pulled up his socks and said, "Listen, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this." And you know, where where he got where he won me over was the game where he was dropped for Kolasina. And Kolasina picked up an injury. And then with just little warm up, 
he got in. And you know he's tired. We could see that he was tired already. Mm. But he mm. got in and he delivered. Mm. Got an assist immediately and delivered. So defending he has done well, going forward he has done well. So for me he's he's my standout guy. And you know, I just I just don't know what Adeta wants to do when Tierney gets back into the team and then it's, it's interesting to see what we make out of but I think we have we have an excellent player with the right mentality in, in that board. And I, I think yeah. um, his um, partnership with um, Gabriel Martinelli is something that is very, very impressive. You could see both covering for one another and I think they, they are in sync with each other. When, um, yeah. uh, you, you could tell um, Sak- uh, Bukayo Saka knows where Martinelli will be and um, I think you guys, you guys, you guys have, have, have a clear understanding of where I'm going with this. I think the, the relationship with him and Martinelli is something that is impressive. Like you said, um, it's, it's, it remains to be seen what uh, Mikel Ateta will do when Kieran Tierney returns. But then I, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see um, how Saka develops as, as, as a left winger. Because I, 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 I won't lie. In as much as he has done, um, brilliantly well as a left back, um, you can tell that his strength is still in that attack. You know, ten assists uh, for 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 a player not even up to twenty is is, uh, is quite impressive. All right, um, moving moving forward, um, let's talk about um, Arsenal after uh, COVID nineteen. Now we've we've had a lot of stories, and it it was actually confirmed by the club that um, some of the Arsenal players were told to um, take pay cuts. Um, some actually, some 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 rejected the idea initially, but after Mikel Arteta intervened, um, some players um, accepted to take pay cut. But three Arsenal players reject, rejected a pay cut. We were not told of the names of the of the other two, but uh, one name that was constantly brought up was uh, uh, Mesut Ozil and uh, we know for obvious reasons why his name would be mentioned is the themes ISNA and um, a lot of people believe he, he has not justified what he's earning so I want to ask you guys um, the pay courts, the Farah um, stories that, um, that that we've had as it relates to us now, what, what are your takes some um, faithfulness to be honest, I feel like this should not even have gotten to the media in the first place, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Yeah, this whole this whole pay cut, this whole pay cut saga should not even have gotten to the media in the first place. Mm-hmm. Number two, what exactly is Kroenke adding to this club, Stan Kroenke? If he's tired of, if he's tired, I'm, I'm not joking, if he's tired of being like that owner of Arsenal, like if he's tired of being, you know what, that name, Stan Kroenke of Arsenal, he should leave Arsenal because... I, I, and I understand Ozil's, Ozil's, Ozil's part, if I'm being honest. Like, Ozil, Ozil generally is a generous person. Like, we have seen, like, different posts on how he's helping people in Turkey, mm. how he has teamed together with those Chelsea players you get to help different organizations and the likes. So, I kind of understand where both sides are coming from. So, the thing is now, like, at the end of the day, this player's cut making 12.5% wage cut. Is it a long-term solution for the club's finances? I think that is where we are all, that is where everybody should be concerned. Because if this player say, okay, do you know what, we're going to take 12.5% wage cut for a particular time. Is it a long-term solution or it is just like you get? It's just to make everybody in the media say that, okay, do you know what, we are taking a wage deferral and all. So basically, honest, if I'm being honest, I really don't have anything to say 
on this matter. It should never, it should never have come to the, come to the media. Like the media should never have heard about, you get, who took the 12.5, whether it was even 12.5. I feel with the way Arsenal, the way things are going now with Arsenal finances. But let's just see how it goes, basically. Obviously, there's a snitch in the Arsenal dressing room. I'm still going to ask, <laughs> I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you guys who your suspects are later. But, um, Ima, what's your take on the paper deferral, um, story we, we had coming out of Arsenal? Uh, again, um, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I have to do a DNA test for faithfulness. It keeps speaking my mind a lot. <laughs> um, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting, and this is it. It, it is said that the, the players who, who didn't want to take the pay cut initially wanted to understand what was the direction of the club. Mm. Exactly. Now, it, it's, it's a business. The players went into contracts, offer a service, and get paid. Now, when the club was making profits, you didn't come to do profit sharing with the players. Mm, 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 mm. You didn't come to do profit sharing with the players. Now. Mm, mm. So now the club is running to loss. Why are you blackmailing them into contributing to the club? Mm. That, that's, that's no, that's no need to blackmail them into doing it. Mm. And I have, I have a problem. I'm happy that the players are bonding with the club, with the community, and giving part of their income to help the club survive. It's absolutely beautiful and amazing. But the question is, there is one family that takes home the profits mm. who have not put in a dime into the club. It is, it is their club, it is their business, it is their business. Arsenal Holding is a personal business of the Stan Kroenke family. Mm. Exactly. Let's, let's, let's get it clear. So what are you doing to make your business survive? What are you putting into the business? <laughs> so it, it is it is it is a serious question that players like Ozil are asking. Now, even before this comes out, Ozil has been always paranoid, giving about twelve percent of his income mm. to charity. Mm. Yeah. He has continued. He has continued to do that. So it, it, I don't like the whole demonizing of the player or any other player who choose not to be a part of this. There are other clubs in the league who have not asked their players to take a pay cut. Yes. So how can they survive? Yes. Chelsea has exactly. players don't take a pay cut. So how are they surviving? Manchester United, Manchester City, a lot of... Tottenham players. is not even taking a pay cut. How are they surviving? Exactly. 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 So, uh, yeah, now, it, it, it begs the question. So if you cannot even sustain the club without the players contributing, then how are you able to fund Ateta's vision? <laughs> how? Oh, how? How are you, how are you able to fund the transmission? So how are you able to convince Obamayan to sign a new contract? Exactly. Wahala. How are you able to convince to sign a new contract? How are you able to convince a player to join your club? Hey, bros, come and join us. But we don't have money. Or you will want to be contributing salary for us to run. It, it doesn't work that way. But we have a multi-billionaire owner. Hmm. So if, if if you can't if you can't sustain the business, bro, sell it off now. Sell it. Exactly. Sell it. OLX. <laughs> <laughs> OLX. Uh well I I think I, I quite um understand um the the, the the point that have been that have been raised. I for one um I'm against the fact that um players are to me I I, I feel they are bullied into um I feel the players were bullied into accepting the pay cuts. And you know, um, I think days after 
um, the news of the of, of the pickout um, was brought to was brought to the uh, public space. We saw stories all over that some players felt they they, they were not given time to um, to think about this. And then I think the intervention of Ateta really really um really um changed um the mind of some of the players and i wouldn't know but uh, if it was me i would i would be thinking if i don't do this the coach would see me as as a bad person and i might not play yeah. again i might not yeah. play again so i think um some of the players were said to have um complained uh of being bullied into into that into that decision well it remains to be seen how this pans out really but then i i read that um if the players if the players do make um the champions league i think they would be refunded and then um they they, they are entitled um to 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 um to a, a champions league qualification bonus that remains to be seen also now um quick one i i said something earlier and i want to ask you guys there's definitely a snitch in the Arsenal dressing room. <laughs> so, um, faithfulness, it won't work. Who is your suspect? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. So, so what to tell you? But honestly, honestly, we can't tell. Like, if I'm being honest, <laughs> let's not be biased. We can't tell actually who is the snitch in the Arsenal side. No, you should, you should. There should be someone behaving like a snitch. Ima. <laughs> <laughs> from the from the time from the time he leaked, I told anybody who gets to listen that he caught is I I I my bet is on the board. Yes, I yes my board. Mm, yeah, mm, my, my bet yeah. is on the board. I, my bet is on the board. I, I, now this and and my fear was confirmed. Um, so I I, I listened to the uh, David Austin meeting with the SSC yes yes um, ASC uh, group yes and he did he did say. He did say that um, the players were, although the players had an agreement together, mm. that the players were not told who agreed or who did not agree. Mm. So, so the voting for and against was a secret voting. Mm. Oh, the voting for and against oh. was a secret voting. So the players were told who agreed or who did not agree. What you just know is the number of people that agreed and the number of people that did not agree because all you needed was a particular number to for the decision to go through. So the club could announce when it was only three people that voted no, and every other person voted yes. There was a, it was a decision that was binding on every other person. So mm-hmm. they did not announce who. So even mm-hmm. the guys in the media did not know. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. It was it was a strategic leak to the media at some point. Mm-hmm. So he had to be those who conducted the election that knew. So that's <laughs> that, that's 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 Raul. That's <laughs> Raul. Raul is my suspect. And now, and again, again, they have always wanted I have M. Jose to leave. Yes, Jose was put off for free last mm. summer. Mm. Mm. He had three years contract. He was put off for free mm. transfer last summer, and nobody took him. So mm. they are desperate to get Jose out of the book. Mm. So, so um, again, there is a motive. I'm sorry, Raul and Co are my suspects. <laughs> I, I, th- I, th- I think we can we can agree. I I in I also I also have um this that 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 same belief. But then among the players, 
I have a suspect, and my suspect is going. <laughs> my suspect is Matteo Guendouzi. So <laughs> I do like to say So we're going to find out. We're going to find out, and um, we would we'll, we'll, we'll conduct an investigation. I would, and at the end of the day, if if if, if I'm wrong, <laughs> don't, don't let me say what I would do if I'm wrong. But um, that's 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 on the light on it really. Now, um, um, quickly, let's um. Let's uh, move forward. Um, we've been we've been hearing stories about um, the Premier League's attempt to restart the season. Now, um, obviously, it is not safe enough to restart the season now, and um, to determine who who gets who, who, who well, um, <laughs> the, the 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 winner of the league is uh, has already been determined for a long time, really. But then you can't just go ahead and announce. Um, it's same as the winner when the league has not been completed even though mathematically it's it's a well mathematically it's not done really um if you to me if you announce a winner you have to announce uh, those that would get relegated and we think games to go and things that things that have not played the same number of games it's actually a difficult thing to do now i want to ask you guys what are your opinions on the restart attempt by the premier league should the season be voided what do you think is the way forward um faithfulness yeah, so honestly, I know Liverpool fans are like, we don't want the league to be restarted because we don't want them to win the league and win the league and, and, and stuff like that. But bands aside, I think let's be reasonable for a minute. We actually don't know when coronavirus is going to end. Mm. Like, we don't know when the p- pandemic outbreak is actually going. So we don't know when coronavirus will say, okay, do you know what? I've enjoyed myself. Let me end now. Okay. We don't know when there's going to be like, you know, like a registered, like, a registered cure, a safe cure for coronavirus. So the point is, why rush to actually complete the season? And I was saying something like a few weeks back, when the Belgian league decided to cancel their the season, Dutch league the same time, even the one now have come out and said, you know what, PSG to take the league and all. But my, my point is, why don't the why don't UEFA and the governing bodies come together and make a unified unified decision for the leagues in Europe? Why this back and forth? To be honest, because as of now, it, like even if they say they are coming back to play to play the league or to restart the league, they are not hundred percent sure that it's safe. Mm. You get it's there, not, there are so many exactly there are so many things attached to them continuing the league so soon. There are same players will be tested like twice a week. There are same players will even be wearing masks to train. They are saying like Ooh. you get the the things attached the so many so many decision makings and the likes and the likes. And another thing to say is that. We have seen that in this pandemic period, no decision made will benefit 20 clubs. Mm. You get, mm. like no decision made today is going to benefit 20 clubs. Let's be honest. Let's just leave the Arsenal and the Liverpool aside now. There's no decision made that is going to benefit the 20 clubs. So I feel like this governing body should make up their mind and say, do you know what, as, a, as, as the leagues in Europe, let's make a unified decision. Because it seems weird that now that League One, the Dutch League, Belgium league are saying, you know what, the season is over. Other leagues are now saying they must finish by force. Like, how does this sound? You get so many, there's, there's going to be so, so many lawsuits the way things are going at this point in time. Exactly. So honestly, honestly, I feel that the English Premier League should, they should just look at it. Is it really, is this broadcasting money that they are running, running after? Is it more important than the health of these players? And I, I think Aguero was saying something that these players are even scared to come back to play. So imagine the fear of these players also, the mental, the mental state of these players. Players that have not 
trained and played football in a long time. Are you going to give them a pre-season, a mini pre-season before the league also restarts? Mm. You get too many things to think about. So honestly, I think this this season should just be ended. One way or the other, they should just end this season. So if the season ends today, who um, will, will a winner be announced? Who gets relegated? Who makes the Champions League? Or that's left for them to decide? I think that is left for them to decide. If they can, they can take the the route of League One and say, you know what, they can use the UFA coefficient ranking. And I just, that's what I'm saying that they should come together and make a unified decision mm. because no no decision made now would benefit the 20 clubs. You that know, is just you know the, the, the unique thing about um in, uh about League One is all the teams have played the same number of games compared to um compared to England where um not all the teams have played. I think the League One. Have, um, they've all played play 27 games in England. It's not the same. Well, let, Ima, let's have your opinion. Yeah, it's it's um it's a it's a tricky one um, for for the Eng- English um, football league. W- one problem again is that um, UEFA may not be able to adjudicate for for the teams because each of the associations have got their own rules, their autonomous associations with their own rules, and. Um, the sponsorship that have also entered with uh, partners is also important that has to be um, put into consideration. Now, the the tricky thing is that one thing that we also put to context in deciding how, in thinking or recommending styles is that the French League has a rule that came to play if there is a first major, if there is a first mm. closure of, of, of football. Yeah, they do. That's after a, a specific amount of games, I think after half of the season is done and the league has to end, the league is forced to end, the league is uh, the, the positions are determined according to your current position as time the league ends. Mm. So it was an automatic decision. It wasn't much of a deliberation for the French league. Mm. Mm. Yeah, PSG was going to be the winner because mm. at, at the time they were topping the league. Yes. The, the problem they have right now, if you check those who are going to court, are the two teams going to relegation. Mm. And Olympic Lyon too have said they might. Lyon too, yes. Mm. Lyon too. They, they Lyon, Lyon, Lyon is asking for damages. Yes. <laughs> Champions League because Lyon, of, mm. Champions Lyon is, League. Lyon, Lyon is not challenging that the decision be reversed. Lyon is asking for damages mm. in terms of money. <laughs> but um, Ames and um, Toulouse yes. are challenging that the decision be reversed mm. because they have not completed the stipulated eight match. So whichever way it goes, they're going to be legal issues. But now this is the first thing that we should think about: that lives are more important than every other thing. Mm. Yeah. And football is a business, mm. and like every other business, which is not an essential business. It's not worth opening and going back to business now. So if you're not a hospital or you're not able to agree to produce food, mm. it doesn't make any sense coming back to business. Mm. It doesn't make any sense putting the life of the footballers, putting the life of their families, putting the life of the officials at risk. These people will go to play and then come back and pick up the virus and, and every other of such things. Mm. So I do think that football cannot start mm. now. So, and I don't think football football can start again back in time for the next season to, to, to start. Again, you have to also put the integrity of football into consideration. Mm. Is it worth winning next season? 
just because we want to complete this season. I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. So there is yeah. also the need to preserve the next season yeah. until coronavirus damages the next season. <laughs> exactly. So, so coronavirus has damaged this season. This season. There's no, there's no need for us to infect the next season mm-hmm. before it gets infected. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. what, what, what UEFA is proposing is that okay, the next season can start by September. Most leagues start around September. Mm. Most leagues start around September. So for now, it looks safe. There is, we are hanging on to hope that the world, the leading world countries, will have found a vaccine that can at least get us safe to start normal life at some level by September. So the next season can start. So I know one funny thing is that we have gone into a break from since February. March. Yeah, since February. March. Yeah. March. March. Let's say March. Okay, March. It's about almost two almost two months now. Mm. The fo- the players will need at least a month of training. Yes, to get back before they can get back into playing football. Mm. Else exactly. all of them will go into long term injuries. <laughs> <Voila. laughs> no. So that means they're going to be a precision before you restart the season. And then when they finish the season, Another they now open transfer window and go to another preseason. Because mm-hmm. come on, come uh-huh. on, it, it's, it's not worth it. Mm. So I do think that the best thing that can be done is to end the season. And now there, there is the argument of if you end the season, the financial implications. If you play it, there are financial implications. Mm. So I, I look, I've looked at what the English league is proposing. Playing all the games in selected stadiums, behind closed doors. Yeah, now, grounds. automatically, automatically, you have denied all the clubs match their revenue. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Aside, aside the probably the top six clubs, top five. Take away Arsenal. Take away Arsenal, please. <laughs> yeah. Take away Tottenham. So probably four clubs that can realistically survive this season. Playing behind closed doors. If you look at the numbers put out by ASC, if Arsenal plays behind closed doors this season, we're going to lose about 19 million. We're already in a mess financially. <laughs> we're already in a mess financially. Now, clubs like Norwich, like Crystal Palace, would are in a wreck if they play behind closed doors. The championship clubs, some clubs will go bust playing yeah. behind closed doors. Yeah. Now it also there's also the issue of by the end by 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 June 30th contracts end. Yes, I was about to mention that. By June 30th yeah. contracts end. Mm. So where is Sibab, who is Sibaios playing for? Arsenal or Real Madrid? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! It, it becomes worse for those clubs that have inter league loans. Mm. Exactly. So what happens to them? Mm. There is a need for us to put an end to all of this. It is not healthy. It is not, it, and it, it makes a mockery when you say you're going to test players two times a week. You're going to give them protective gear. It makes a mockery of the sacrifices the frontline health workers have been making mm. 
over time. Yeah. And they don't get these tests to do two times a week. <laughs> 40,000 tests, though. <laughs> 40,000. Exactly. These, these doctors, these nurses have been risking their life. And they don't have, they don't have access to get themselves tested weekly. Now you want to test some elite footballer two times a week so they can mm. play football. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. It doesn't make any sense mm. at all. It doesn't make any sense. So there has to be. It, it is bad. It is bad. Cut your losses and move on. So and it now comes to the issue of how do you decide the league. Mm. Unfortunately, unfortunately, see, I, I feel bad. I feel bad for Liverpool. I feel really bad for Liverpool. <laughs> I feel really bad for Liverpool. And this is it. If you say let us end the league the way it is right now, and I watch. I watch um, positions based on where we are right now. Mm. It's easier. The most easy decision to make is Liverpool is the winner of the title, make them champions. That's the easiest decision to make. Very, very. That's the easiest decision to make. Mm. Now, the, the most terrible decision to make yes. is who goes to relegation. Who goes to relegation? Mm. There's six points separating Norwich at 20th mm. and um, I think it's West Ham at 17th. Mm. Six points mm. between 20th and 17th. Mm. There's still a lot to fight for then. Mm. There is, there is, I think, four points of the five points with a game on hand between Aston Villa and the person on 17th. Mm. So, how do you look at them in the face and say they're going on relegation? Mm. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Mm. Mm. There, is, there is eight points between 10th, nine points between 10th and 3rd. Hmm. Burnley with is, nine matches to go. Burnley is on thirty-nine. Um, Liverpool is on. Um, Chelsea is is on forty-eight, and they are the fourth place team. So yeah, nine points. <laughs> nine points. And there are nine matches to go. Hmm. Arsenal has ten. <laughs> Arsenal has ten. <laughs> and Chelsea has not won. I've not won two games in the last five matches. <laughs> So, mm. so if you look at it, the trajectory shows that Burnley has a better chance of catching up with Chelsea. Mm. Even us now. <laughs> so it, it is, it is popsy to be everywhere. So I do think if, if they decide to go the 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 Leguan route, yeah. mm. it may be tricky. It it may be easier to get Man City to agree that Liverpool has won the title. Well. It may be easier to get. Tottenham and Co. to agree that they did not qualify for Europe. I, I really don't understand how you want to explain that to, to Aston, Norwich, to Aston Villa. To Aston Villa you know, and the, I, I don't know how. The funny thing how is, do you, Aston how Villa. do you also decide the teams that come up? Mm, mm. How do you decide the teams that come up the league? Mm. So it, it is. Uh, it sounds harsh, but I think the way. My recommendation is to go the way the Dutch league went. Mm. Avoid the season. No winner, no loser, no relegation, nothing. No relegation, no winner, no loser, no relegation, no promotion. Let's go again. You know what makes um, this actually interesting is now looking at Aston Villa on the on the league table. They've actually played 28 games. They have um, a game in hand on yeah. the teams above them. A game in hand, and I think Aston Villa and Arsenal are the only two teams. Okay, with uh, Manchester City and Sheffield United. City. 
Yes, yeah. that 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 have a gaming and so it will be very difficult to even go the route of um, French League One to um, end the season the way it is because all the teams have not played the same number of games. Equal yeah. amount of games. Yes. So that yeah you, you well <laughs> it's 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 an interesting um, it's an interesting situation to be in and um, I <laughs> I I am I'm, I'm actually happy I'm not the one um, to decide the decision because no matter <laughs> no matter no no how no, how they decide is going to it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a problem. The, no matter what, there's going to there's going to be a problem. Now, um, before all this, um, West Ham, West, the, uh, there was um, I think one of the board members at West Ham that that already written that this the, the, the decision should be voided. How do you tell that to a, a, a Liverpool fan that has been waiting for his league to win, for for the team for his team to win the league? In the past 30 years, it's it's there's the truth is there's no right or wrong decision in this. At the end of the day, <laughs> common sense will just have to prevail, really. But for, exactly. for for one, I'm not I'm not in support of restarting the league anytime soon. Soon, if um if all if all, if all it takes is to avoid the league, well, <laughs> Liverpool can try again next season. Well, for obvious reasons. <laughs> 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 all right, um um our time is um far far gone. Um in briefly in the next um, five minutes, let's quickly talk about uh, uh transfers when um football returns. Went football eventually. Okay, before we talk about transfers, I want to ask you in in one word, guys. Um, if this if the season does um continue, um, do you think we have um the chance of making um the Champions League considering the run of form we were before COVID struck? Um, faithfulness. Honestly, I think it's a 50-50 um answer at this point because in as much as we we like. Like say a good form before COVID nineteen and likes the teams above us too no one to slack. Mm. You get my point. Mm. So what, what are we saying now that okay even if Arsenal win all their games the teams above us will lose all their matches or stuff like that. Mm. So I think that we should just be more focused on performing well than looking at if we're going to make the Champions League or not. At this point we should be more like it's possible is a possibility. I'm not saying it's not possible. But I feel like it gets to a point where these players are so driven that okay it's Champions League or nothing at the end of the day they mentally they are not stable. When they see that other clubs above Arsenal on the table are actually also struggling to make sure that they don't fall behind, you get. Mm. So yes, it's a possibility for us now to make the Champions League. But at the end of the day, I don't think that should be their long-term goal as of now. Mm. If they say they want to start the league goal, mm. like I feel like Arsenal still has a lot to work on. And we are currently in ninth, ninth position mm. with 10 games to play. So there's a possibility. But let's just make sure that we are doing our own best. We are, we are making sure that in every single game, we are playing our best, you get. Mm. Uh, my um, um, Emma, um, considering the importance of um, Champions League revenue to any football club, um, do you think it is a possibility for for us to make the Champions League when the league does resume? There, there, I, there was a very slim, very slim chance when the the games were still <laughs> ongoing before before COVID came yeah. calling. It, very, 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 very slim. Less than, mm. less than five percent chance. Mm. Uh, but, but now I, I think it's gone. I, I think it's gone. <laughs> I, I, I think it's gone. 
well, think it's gonna I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion that if we are not going to make the Champions League, then let's just stay off Europa League. I think we can... Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree absolutely. on that. <laughs> let's, let's, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just stay off, off, off the Europa League. Let's use um, the next season to put us in order and then let's see what we can achieve. Um, finally, um, let's talk about um, transfers. Now, Imam, I'm going to ask you, if you are in charge of transfers at Arsenal, who would you sell? Who would you sign? Oof. <laughs> Are you asking me to make a fantasy football signing? No, no, no. Or I, am I putting am I putting the reality of COVID in into context? Considering considering everything happening at us now at the moment, you have to consider COVID, consider finances, and then you have to consider the fact that um um Raul did say that um, post COVID. Um, they, I, I don't think the club would be uh, spending that much on uh, on transfers, really on big transfers. So if you if you're going to put yourself in um, the decision maker at Arsenal's shoe, who would you sell? Who would you sign? Okay, so um, in, in in putting that into context, the the challenge I, I have right here is first that um, every club probably every club is in recession mm. so it's 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 difficult to say so it's one thing to say this is who I would have loved to sell but the next question is who would who can afford to buy mm. for any price and then um, like like this um, which is a reality that um, a couple of us knew beforehand that the best way or the most realistic way to go with the loans and then swaps. And if, if ever we're going to make a direct uh, purchase, it has to probably be a low budget um, purchase. Um, so putting that into context, I would I would start from back to the front. Now, it, interestingly, there's been this talk about Arsenal needing to sign centre backs, but my, my my priority actually has been in the midfield. But I'll start exactly. from back and and then move forward. Um, yeah. uh, if we could get people to pick um, Mustafi, Socrates, Socrates and Midland Niles, mm. that, that, that would be Maitland, that would be awesome. Midland Niles is not a defender. <laughs> but we're just putting him in that mix. Let him be going. Like. <laughs> ideally, ideally, I'll just put Midland Niles in the team and put him in the position with his attitude. But let me just let him be a defender. Um, if, if a good offer was to come, the good offer was to come for Colasic I won't, I won't turn it down. The good offer was to come for Colasic I won't turn it down. But yeah. uh, I, I, won't, I won't put it in the market idea. But if a good offer was to come, I would add it. Since there is a big talk coming from Shark, they may be interested in going back. Uh, okay, it's nice. Okay, and there is talk coming from Germany that Shark may be interested. So if, if the offer is good, Either in terms of money or yeah, trying to offer a swap for a player that that might be of, of good addition to us, then it, it won't be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll look to move out two center defenders, um, Mustafi and, um, and Socrates, uh, and then get in one one center defender again. Just add up to the uh, Saliba, and, Saliba is and, joining. And, you know, Saliba is joining. Yes, sir. Mavrepanos Ma- uh, Ma- is coming back. Mm. So, 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 so it, I think I think we, we can make do with with, with that for for now. Holding Chambers, Pablo Mari, uh, Mavrepanos, Pablo Mari, Mar- 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 
So we don't need to sign anybody. Just just move out to to set our defenders, mm. sign marry a permanent permanent deal, and then we we move from there. So we we can save costs. May give give them um, uh, Suarez a a long term contract. Mm. Convert it to a free transfer and then make it a big deal. And then let's so we have we don't have a real need to have maintenance nights. Then we can then sell. It's English, so you, you could get you could get um, good money. You could get him to go on a loan that now requires a, an obligation to purchase for good money when things come back normal season, which is which is might be on that route with my blue or look for clubs that might willing to take him on on a swap deal for for any of their players. Uh, it, it, it would be a bad idea. If Norwich was not going on relegation, I would say swapping probably with Bundia and then <laughs> and then get things spread out. Then the midfield is one one place. Uh, so the 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 allow allow a brother to dream. Hmm. My dream, <laughs> my 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 dream would have been to. To get a, a Thomas party, if, if you could get on a loan deal, and then with an obligation to buy for a price higher than his buyer clause, mm-hmm. it would be it it would it would be a bad idea. So do a loan deal, like like PSG did with Mbappe, mm-hmm. do a one year or a two year loan deal, and then with an obligation to buy for a price higher than his his, um, his uh, buyer clause. Or if, if reports are true that. Um, at the they would like to sell Costa and then get Lacas there to replace him. Hey, if you could do a swap deal there, then it, it, it's fantastic. Mm. Who would I like to sell in the midfield? Of course, make make um, make Enemy's exit permanent. Hmm. It, it, it would be a good idea to make Enemy's exit permanent. I would... Make it Arian. Of course, of course. Make, make that exit permanent also. Um, so you could do a swap. There's a swap that you could do. A couple of players in Roma who I I think I like that we might bring in. Um, Pellegrini is one player I look at Roma and I, I think I like his his I do well with us in the midfield. Um, Roma has also got some nice nice attacking young boys. This this boy this boy had a terrible last season. Probably a couple of injuries and the rest of them. Since this Turkish boy that has a funny name. Um, uh, under whatever is uh, he has a funny name. Okay. Um, okay. The season before last season he was awesome. Last season he had a couple of injuries. It w- has he talking about the injuries? It would be a bad idea. He's young, so he's something something we, uh, look at. Sen- we need to free up space in that midfield. Sen- we need to free up space in that midfield. So Sengizonda or something Sarah. like that. Who? Sengizonda or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he has a funny name mm. under mm. that looks like that. I don't know how it's pronounced in Turkish. It's Turkish, um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's Turkish. Mm. Mm. I would I would look to letting Ganejaka go. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's an unpopular yeah. opinion. <laughs> That's tricky. Yeah, it's That's tricky. Just a popular opinion. <laughs> it is tricky. And and and, and, and this is it. Um, Jaka has done so well under Ateta. Jaka has done so well under Ateta. Uh, but I, I get the feeling that we can, well, we should be looking to replace him with somebody who could do, who has the same skill set, but a little more mobile than than he is. If, if we can find that, if we can find that, then then, then it would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Zaka is suited for the Premier League. I don't think Zaka is suited for the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, that would be what we want. We, I think I want him to play. 
uh, it's not press resistant. Mm. It's not press resistant. So what happens when we begin to deal with things that um, begin to press high, especially with the fact that he's playing as uh, when we have the ball, he plays like a makeshift um, left center defender. Mm. Uh, so it, it, it becomes a problem. And um, our defenders aren't the facet of them. The, the player we might have in the long term playing as a less center back is Flacco Mario. And if you watch again, Mario is not fully suited. It's slow. Yeah. It's not fully suited. So you can't, it, it might look risky mm. to have Mari and Saka okay. at the same the same uh, axis of, of our defense. So I, I would look to have a replacement for Saka. Uh, one player people talking about selling, who I don't want us to sell, is Torreira. No, I, I don't think we should. I think we should keep him. Um, there are times when you want to change the way you play, and he comes handy in changing how you, how you want to play. I am not sold in on Sebaos, but because of our finances, uh, if Real Madrid is willing to allow Sebaos stay for an additional one year loan, then it, it is an option I think we should take. Mm-hmm. Going forward, it is clear that Arsenal will not be offering Ozil a new contract, and I also don't think they should offer him a new contract. Very clear. Uh, I also I also don't think they should offer him a new contract. I think I think it's time we, we let him go. But it's also mm-hmm. also clear that Ozil will not be would not accept any transfer. Ozil is helping yeah. on finishing his finishing contract. His contract. Mm. So I, I think it provides a opportunity for us. I think we should look at having young attacking defenders uh, uh, for me, right? So, so we could look to get one or two to come in. Um, I, I, uh, it, there's been a whole lot of thought about this Turkish lad in Firemarch, Koku. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it, it will make a good idea. There's a talk about this, this Canadian um, guy playing for, is it Ezra or no, if I'm not mistaken, his name is Jonathan David. So, it looks like we're looking at young, younger players around that profile. So, if we get one or two, depending on what our finances say, if we get one, and then bring back Smith-Row for loan, okay, fine, then have these players um, try to audition on that role under the tutelage of of, of, um, of, of Mexico Zero. Now, there's two things that have been toying around in my head today. As if I knew you were going to ask about transfers. <laughs> so, there are two crazy ideas I have in my head about two Brazilians. Mm. Um, please indulge me. Okay. Uh, so, do, do you do a William on a free transfer? Mm? Help Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Indulge me. I just said indulge me. Okay. Indulge me. Okay. Now, do you do a wheel on a free transfer? Wheeler wants a three-year contract. Now, I, you know, I, I looked at the and, and today something struck me. Oh, I was watching a couple of videos of Santi Cazola this morning. And these are videos from his play in Villarreal to come to Arsenal. And it then struck me that Santi Cazola is, is straight as a winger. And he came into us now, Venga to play as a winger. As he, as he moved on, Venga switched him from being a winger to becoming a central, a deep line central mm-hmm. midfielder. Mm-hmm. And I think Katola had his best football playing as a central midfielder. He has his, had his best career playing as a central midfielder. Mm-hmm. And that was why Katola had an elongated career. Mm-hmm. And that's why Katola is still playing as at today, a Villarreal playing in that role. Because that role does not, does not require you running so far. Requires the ability on the ball. William has his ability on the game. William can beat a player. William can hold the ball. William doesn't does not lose the ball easily. 
The problem we have with William is that when they get to the final touch, he has brain touch. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a problem we have with him. Mm. Now he has got the energy also. He has also got the energy also. He has he's a tank. You can't believe at his age mm. the kind of energy he has. Mm. So I agree with the, with the idea of having William play in that central midfield role. So you, you could have a William play in that role and he brings energy to play. So he can he can put in a shift defensively. He can hold the ball. He can pick a pass and the rest of them in central midfield, not as a winger. So it is one idea that I thought with. And this is me looking at the fact that we don't have money. So make do it. Free transfers and loans. Mm. Or do you do do you do a continuo on loan? Exactly. Now you're yeah, now you're talking. <laughs> now, this, is, this is a game. Cotillo is an attacking midfielder. Mm. Yeah. Cotillo is an attacking midfielder. Um, Cotillo gives you more mobility than an Ozil will give you. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that Ozil will give you. But he also, also puts in a couple of goals more than an Ozil will give you. Uh, yeah. And it was, it's also a loan deal. Uh, it didn't work out mm-hmm. for him at Bayern Munich. It didn't work out for him at Bayern Munich. He started well, but at some point, it didn't work out for him at Bayern Munich. Um, if you could get get Barcelona to allow you to do a loan deal, a one-year loan or a two-year loan with an obligation, then you're looking at that. So it's it's the ideas I I have running in my head, but the the the, the, the part I think Arsenal should go, and I, the part I think they would go is do a whole lot of young chaps, mm-hmm. chaps between uh, uh um, twenty two and and below twenty two twenty and below. If you do a whole lot of that, then I won't be advised to you having a sprinkle of this old players also coming in. I, I don't think we can do worse than having... If you ask me to pick between a Ryan Fraser and a William on the free transfer, I think I'll pick a William. Hmm. If you ask me to pick between a Ryan Fraser and a William on the free transfer, hmm. I'll pick a William. Hmm. And and this is because I can... William can do more than one thing on the pitch. So there are games where you have to, you want to play William as a winger. Yeah. He brings in energy, he brings in work rate, he brings in... See, the one thing you can count on William is he's committed 90 minutes. Except when he the, gets the, the one problem you, the, the one problem you have with him is that he could frustrate you at the final touch. That's the one problem. We, we already have Pepe for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but again, 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 um, you, you might, you, his, his energy, his work rate might come to bear in, in the team once in a while. My problem with um, Fraser is that Fraser is, is a linear player. Hmm. Fraser is a lead. Fraser reminds me of, of Aaron Lennon. If Fraser is not running by the bad lines across, there's nothing else Fraser can do. Nothing. Exactly. Nothing else he can do. Hmm. It's, and, and it, so it, it's, it's, it's not something I have, we have with Nelson. I rather, I rather we give with Nelson that opportunity to, to blossom than, than bring him. But with, with, um, having a, a week, I'm sorry I'm advocating for William, but suddenly I, I had that thing. That, that thing came into me today. This morning, um, with, with William, you, William will not push for first team football. I must play first team football. William becomes like William gives you what Lewis gives you at the back. Now, a whole of us were angry when Arsenal signed Lewis. I'm not sure anybody's angry again these days. We, we seem to want Lewis to play and the, the kind of stability and experience. Even. So, um, the whole summary of my story is that. I think Arsenal would be doing a category B or C signing this summer. Mm. 
that's I think that's that's basically what we will do. Mm-hmm. And look for um, probably look, go to the French league. Those clubs are in distress right now, and see who you can and pick for for, for cheap for, money from there, and then grab a couple of loans here and there. Um, so on that idea, I'm thinking of if if we can get if by anyhow we can get somebody to take take Lacazette. Out. If if you get offer for Lacazette, please sell. And then would would Zidane be willing to allow Jovi to go out on a loan? Hmm. <laughs> All right. If brother can dream, if brother can dream, um, which allows Jovi to go on a loan, and then so so stuff like that. The whole of things, I think, I'm, I'm, I this is the this is the time where I want to really really uh, measure um, Rahul Sanhei, Edu. Um, and see what, what they can pull out mm-hmm. out of the, out of the hats. It's, it's going to be difficult. Um, there are talks of of um, Stan Kroenke offering a guarantee to um, offering to uh, put down a guarantee, a financial guarantee for, for the club. I, I don't know how that will work. If if, if that is true, or if that is true, it will be interesting to see. But definitely, definitely, Aston is to be from the squad for Aleta if if necessary. All right. Uh, thank you, Emmanuel. Um, um, um faithfulness. Um, briefly. Yeah. Briefly, briefly, do you have anything to add to what um Emmanuel said? So I think I think Emmanuel has said like a whole lot, and I kind of agree <laughs> with most. Of, and I kind of agree with most of all he has said. But I need to fight this. No, no, no. Let Let's leave William first. I need to fight. Willock and Gwenduzi. Mm. Pack them up. <laughs> Pack C. Why not C? See, we want we want um, Smith Rowe back. I beg. Mm. <laughs> we lock up and Dizzy. Please take them alone. Mm. We don't want for for this coming season. Mm. We don't want distractions. Then the idea of um, Lacazette going. Honestly, I still feel Lacazette has has that big game player in him. I know this season has not just been his season. I honestly, agree. I, I, I agree. Like, so I feel like if you are not getting a long-term solution for Lacazette, let Lacazette stay. And if he still disappoints for the next season, then you let him go. Like, do you get my point? I feel, I don't know because I feel like Lacazette has obviously maybe not, not been like at his best this season at all, coupled with injuries and, and the likes. But if we have been on a, like, on a good day, Lacazette is actually an interesting center forward. You get my point? So I feel like if we don't, like, if it's no, if there's no need, to actually sell him and get somebody else that will be short term. Then I can just stay for one more season. Let's see if he can actually pull it off. Then you said something about William. Then when you're talking about William, one player that came to my mind. It's my son Wet too. Oh, you said something about William playing that center midfield role. And one player came to my mind, Hamas Rodriguez. I know like typically Hamas Rodriguez might not be that best of players, especially because of he, he looks like the Ozil kind of player and likes. But I think he can also Fitting in that central midfield role, if he's ready to actually play, honestly. I, I, I wish we I feel, can. I, I wish we can. <laughs> we can afford the player. Oh, oh, it's like tricky. It. It's tricky. No, like maybe on a loan deal or something. But please let's leave that aside. Let's leave him and William aside. But <laughs> I, might, I, I, might, I might be open to William at the end of the day. But Cotillo will be a fantastic option because we need someone yeah. to replace Ozil. And I don't see Smith Rowe being like you get that. Yeah, that yes. you no. Know, 
creative player all of a sudden. Yes, he still needs more time to learn. And for the, I don't see Arsenal getting a CB this in. So all the Apomacando dreams, I feel we should just keep no, that's, that's it. That's not is, going to happen. I think he has signed with, a new contract with um, Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. no, no. So, so, let, me quickly, let me quickly put some context into the Lacazette conversation. And yeah. this is it. Um, Arsenal needs money. Yes. Arsenal needs money. Arsenal needs money. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, it, it's... Yeah, and it's looking like it's looking like one of Lacazette or Bamayang has to leave. It's looking like two of them wants will they want to leave. Exactly. Will leave. Now it's it will be disastrous for two of them to leave. Mm-hmm. It will be disastrous for two of them to leave. For two of them to leave. Now, if if push comes to shove, who would I pick? Lacazette or Bamayang? I'll pick Obamayan. I'll pick Obamaya. Now what, what Obamayan brings for you is guaranteed goals. Mm-hmm. Mm. What what he brings for you is guaranteed goals. Even even on his bad day, you you just you just have that feeling that Obama is on the pitch. Then all you need to do is create chances, and he, he will just take one of them. Instead, yeah. now of the two, if 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 we if we if we were to sell, it then looks like is the one to sell. Now, it's harsh, unfortunately, and. Because we need money and we have to sell, and it is it's also in the spirit of this within mother. I said, okay, if we get a good offer, so if, if Atletico offers me, if Atletico offers me to swap Lacazette for Pate, then I might have to take it yeah. because I need a player of Pate's profile. Mm-hmm. Now, can I get a replacement for Lacazette? Yes, we can. Either in the short term or in the long run. So you, you could now start looking for a striker, a center forward to take that position. And if we have in future. If you don't find, if you don't find a center forward, then you may first to push Obama Central and then say, okay, can I get a winger? So, so you see now, you could then wait, to play, play. You're making sense. Okay. Now we move Abumiang Central. We now have Martinelli and Saka playing on that left wing. It might be fire, Shao. So you can only <laughs> fast. <laughs> yes. So get the point. Get the point. So mm-hmm. you can even begin to scout Europe, South America for young, exactly. selected wingers. You can bring in again, and then yeah, watch. Yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 it is a tricky one. If we didn't have coronavirus and we had an owner who is committed to the team in terms of putting in money for the team, nobody is saying sell a cassette. All you are saying is give up the squad. And then if, yeah. if if there was so much creativity in the team, like I said, it was goals. Yeah. Like I said, I got to do so much work dropping deep, holding okay. up play, and the rest of them work with it. Yeah. If there was so much creativity, if, if Ozil if Ozil had that support in the midfield to create chances, Lacazette will score goals. <clears throat> Lacazette will, will, will score goals. Um, Firmino isn't scoring so many goals, but you could see how important it is. Lacazette is also important, important to the team in terms of bringing others to play, play the team. So it is, we're looking at what condition puts us in. And honestly, honestly, I do sincerely hope. I, I, I was paying when Arsenal had a chance to sign Coutinho last summer on, on loan and, and we turned it down. I, I do hope we don't do that this summer. Imagine if we had continued last season. Imagine if we had continued last season. Imagine if I, so imagine when you had a continued last season in the midfield last season. We wouldn't have been in this mess we are right now. But um, I probably would have 
Don't forget, Unaimri is the coach, so you can't, you never, you never can. <laughs> he, he lost the job. He would have also lost the job. No, 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 no. Even, even if I signed Messi and Ronaldo, Unaimri would have lost the job. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you guys for uh, for your contributions. Really, it's been it's been um, a wonderful episode. Um, with that, we've come to the end of this um, episode of the podcast. I want to appreciate you both for for your time, really, and I hope um, when next I call on you guys, you'll be willing to be a part of the podcast. Thank you very much for being here today, Imano. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Um, faithfulness. It's been a pleasure yeah. having you on the podcast. Thank you, Myra, for having me too. All right. You are the, All right. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I hope you guys um, stay safe and I hope and pray that um, we find a cure to COVID very, very soon. It has really messed a lot of things up. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. Yeah, you, you too. Take care. Who gon' die today? The Lord is gon' help you feel better, so you ain't gotta cry today. Sit at the light so long, and then we gotta move straight forward, cause we fight so strong. So when right go wrong, just say a little prayer, get your money, man. Life goes on.